Where do you spend the most time during the day doing, watching, or surrounding yourself with? What are you filling your mind of? The things that we indulge in and even love today form our thoughts and behaviors just like how Smeagol's life was formed after his love for his precious ring. What does being faithful to God look like in our culture? Let's be a hill city in our communities that show that we are different from the world around us. This podcast explores pop culture and gives insight on how we can biblically and critically think about the world. Hi, my name is Grace, and I'm the host of Hill City Podcast. Hi, guys, thanks for listening into episode three of this podcast. The title of this podcast is Who is Your Master? Understanding the Power of Overconsumption and Mastery Through Examining Smeagol's Life. If you guys can't tell by now, the star of this episode is Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. The first time I watched Lord of the Rings was in Greece, and that was a couple of years ago. And that movie really inspired this episode. Um, and I just kind of want to talk about that too, because I've never seen Lord of the Rings before um, when I went to Greece. So my friend Jonah decided to play on this trilogy for us. And every weekend we would just sit in the room all together, me and my classmates, and we would just watch Lord of the Rings. I guess we wanted to watch it because we were in um, Europe and even though we weren't in the UK or near places that were filmed um, in Lord of the Rings or where they filmed Lord of the Rings, I think we just really felt inspired to watch that series. And I'm so glad that I did. Uh, I'm a lot older now, so I definitely appreciate storytelling a lot more than I did when I was younger. And I remember watching the first movie, getting hooked on it, and then waiting for the following weekend. And it was just so good. So if any of you guys have not seen Lord of the Rings, please go watch it. You won't regret it. I know that it's three hours per movie and it's a three movie series, but you won't regret it. You're not going to waste your life watching the nine hours of Lord of the Rings, but they have a lot of great spiritual lessons. They have a lot of good messages. And if you love action, you will love Lord of the Rings. Schmeagel was also inspired by my Bible workshop for Iron Sharpens Iron. And so Iron Sharpens Iron is this one day Bible conference that me and fellow Hmong brothers and sisters would host in local Hmong churches. We would go to these churches and we would just spend one whole day with them. We would have activities, uh, worship sessions, we had workshops and dinner, and it was just a great time to get to know other believers from churches. So For one of the conferences, um, it was held in Minnesota. That was the first time I had the opportunity to host a workshop. And I was super scared. I wasn't too familiar with public speaking, but I had this opportunity to share with others what God was teaching me at Moody at the time. And I was really inspired to talk about uh, things that influence our life. 
So as I was doing a lot of the workshop prepping, figuring out the content that I wanted, um, I remember reading Ephesians 5, which was the main passage for my workshop at the time. Uh, I I read Ephesians 5 and I remembered um, Smeagol. I remembered seeing scenes of Smeagol and seeing the connections between his life and what Paul says in Ephesians. So I was actually really inspired by Smeagol's life story. He's an important character that I use to demonstrate what influences uh, we have in our lives. And a lot of people shared great feedback. They explained how Smeagol's story was very interesting for them and helped them to to connect some of these dots too. So that's kind of the reason why I wanted to start this first podcast episode uh, content on Smeagol. He's someone that I um, really connected with and really feel like is a very relatable character for a lot of us. And I wanted to bring him back and to kickstart uh, my podcast because he he's a really important character and he helps us to understand our human nature as worshipers. So that's that's kind of my inspiration for Smeagol. And the whole title of this podcast is really to understand what mastery looks like through Smeagol's life. So let me give you a quick background on who Smeagol is and his encounter with the ring. So Smeagol is actually a hobbit and hobbits are known to be happy and content with their life. They're not easily influenced by evil and they love to live in peace with one another. So that is who Smeagol was. He was a hobbit. One day him and his cousin Deagle go fishing and as they're fishing, Deagle is suddenly plunged into the water because of this huge fish that took his bait. And as Deagle is struggling in the water um, and holding on to his fishing pole, he sees this shiny ring in the dirt. And he grabs that ring and he walks out of the water and Deagle is just looking at this shiny object. So Smeagol is running to catch up with his cousin to see what happened. And right when Smeagol lays his eyes on the ring, it immediately entices him. And Smeagol demands that Deagle give the ring back to him. But Deagle, he doesn't, after seeing how this ring is badly controlling Smeagol. Then all of a sudden, Smeagol does the most disturbing thing. He starts to strangle his cousin and even kills him. This shows the great length that Smeagol went just to get the ring. And from this moment on, his life begins to deform as he is being controlled by this ring. Over the course of the three movies, we just see his life slowly deteriorating as he becomes this monster who is under the influence of the ring. It keeps him in slavery and obedience to it. And every waking minute, the ring is the only thing on Smeagol's mind. Is there a ring in your life that is controlling you? Whether it's something good or even bad, is there something in our lives that we consistently and constantly think of in the morning or right before we go to bed? What is that one thing that consumes your day? What is that one thing that your heart wants the most? 
The whole premise of Lord of the Rings trilogy is all around the powerful influence of the gold ring. In the first movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, there's another hobbit, Frodo, and he's given this mission of destroying the ring. The ring is known to have great influence over people, but it's been lost for centuries and a lot of powerful forces are on the hunt for it. Frodo and his friend Sam, they journey through to Mount Doom and they have to go here to go and destroy the ring. So the three movies show the daunting task that Frodo is on and it is here that we see Smeagol's unfortunate life twisted by the ring. Hobbits are great characters to be ring bearers because they don't crave power. They don't crave lust or fame. They don't crave to desire um, to rule over others. They simply are creatures who can stand against the power of the ring because of their innocent love for good and simple things. As the movie progresses, Frodo's strength weakens as he is the ring bearer to the ring. And he puts it on a few times and he experiences the powerful force of the ring. But unlike Smeagol, Frodo's friend Sam makes sure to, to keep Frodo accountable and safe from the ring's power. We learn that the ring has incredible power to control people. People and creatures, they lose their sense of control and fall into this charm from the ring. And Smeagol lost his hobbitness and eventually becomes a monster. His desire for the ring led to the ring mastering it, mastering him. It led to Smeagol living recklessly in the mountains by himself. He ultimately started to kill others for this ring. And in the third movie, spoiler alert, it leads to his death. In your life, what is mastering you? The word master is a verb that means to gain control or overcome. So who is your master? What are some things that seem to be controlling you in your life? What are we investing in for our souls? Are we allowing things to influence us that ultimately leads to death and meaninglessness for our lives? Sometimes our phone masters us. In the early mornings when we wake up, we grab our phones and check social media. We check to see if anyone messages us or to see all of our notifications. It's the first thing that we run to in the morning, but it's also the last thing we reach for before we go to bed. Sometimes we have to sleep next to our phones that are being charged in case it rings a notification. Our hands twitch to hold our phones and our brains itch to go on it. Even when there are no notifications that probe us to open our phones, we are so trained to naturally unlock it and browse through YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, Facebook statuses to kill time. We can be on our phone for hours a day without even realizing how much time we spend on it. In a way, our phones become our masters. It becomes a precious ring that we cling onto and can't let go of. It grips us and even suffocates us from doing anything outside the realm of our phones. The unfortunate thing is that we willingly allow our phones to master us instead of it being the other way around. What does being on our phones even do for us? Does it feed us food? Does it make us happier? 
Can it give us a shelter to live in or comfort us during the midst of sadness? By no means am I saying that phones are evil and they only do bad things. There are some really good things that phones do for us, like giving us the safety of calling people in case danger arises. Our phones are great portable cameras that we haul around with us to capture beautiful moments in our lives. I personally love using my phone to record fun moments I'm having with my friends or family. Our phones also give us many options of staying connected with our friends from all over the world, from calling them to video chatting. But I think the danger comes when we allow our phones to consume all of our time and all of our energy. It becomes bad when we begin to want it more than maybe wanting Jesus. If someone told you to give up your phone and to cut technology from your life for a week straight, can you confidently say that you can do that? One of my class assignments was to go on a media fast. I couldn't use any type of technology for two whole days, including my phone. And even though it was two days, guys, it was so difficult. I kid you not. I would sit at my desk dwindling my fingers because I had no clue what to do with all the time that I had. This assignment helped me to understand how much time I use on technology, especially my phone. Because we use our phones in our beds, at work, on the toilet, and wherever else we go on it, it really takes up a lot of time to do other things, like maybe spending time with our families, maybe writing our papers that are due in a couple of weeks, reading books, and the list goes on. At the end of my media fast, I actually use the time I could be on my phone to do other things. I found myself reading enjoyable books again, completing my homework assignments way before their due date, and even hanging out with my friends without the need of checking my phone every few minutes. Even my emotional health was a lot better than before. Being on our phones can kill our productivity. According to statistics, it says that Americans check their phones 344 times a day, which is equivalent to every four minutes. In 2022, the average American will spend about 44 days, which is equivalent to a month and a half, on our phones. I'll include a link below in case any of you guys want to read more about that. But it is arguably undeniable that we are a phone-obsessed culture that has fallen under the charm of this precious ring. The ring in Lord of the Rings also created Smeagol to become a monster. His name even changes to Golem that signifies the massive damage that the ring had on him that caused him to forget his hobbitness. The things that we invest in every single day forms us to be someone or something. But what is it forming us to be? Is it making us more loving, kind, gentle, and wiser? Or are these things turning us into monsters like making us more impatient, unhappy, angry, and empty? The ring made Smeagol miserable. It gave him momentary pleasure that only lasted in the moment, but in the long run, it ruined his life. There's a scene in the trilogy where Smeagol is caught talking to himself. And this scene is actually 
uh, his ugly side, Golem, talking to his hobbit side, Smeagol, into getting the precious ring from Frodo. Up until this point of the movie, Smeagol is accompanying Frodo and Sam to destroy the ring. He was found by the two in the mountains, and he was caught red-handed from trying to steal the ring. In order to spare his life, Smeagol helps guide them to Mount Doom, and he makes a promise to Frodo, who he calls Master, to ensure that he won't harm them again for the ring. But this scene shows the raw and real struggle that he had with himself in wanting to save his friends or being united with his love for the ring. I'll make sure to include the link to the clip below in case any of you guys want to see the scene to help you visualize all of this even more. But what are some things that you look up to that make you temporarily happy or satisfied? Do you ever try finding joy or happiness only to discover that it doesn't last a long time and actually makes you feel even worse than before? We won't exactly become a monster like Smeagol, but metaphorically, I know that deep down some things that we spend the most time doing can make us not feel good about ourselves. Maybe we're addicted to social media. You might be looking for approval from others and how many likes that you get your on your photos. Even though you have a lot of people commenting on your posts, deep down, you may feel empty and keep wanting more. Or sometimes social media, if consumed too much, can make us feel anxiety or depressed. Maybe you're wrestling with being too consumed in pornography. In the moment, it feels really good to watch these provocative videos, but the next morning, you just feel like this terrible, depleted person trying to fake to others this addiction struggle of yours. Or maybe you devote a lot of time into being a perfect straight A student to make your family proud of you or to feel good about yourself. But when you don't get the grade that you want, you end up going to a deep, dark hole and feeling worthless. There are so many things that you and I, we look up to, we invest and even love that can make all of us feel like monsters at the end of the day. Many of these things keep us captive and hostage to indulge in meaningless things that won't ever make us happy or satisfied. A couple of days ago, I got this game called Cats and Soup. And I was on Instagram, I was going through my feed when this game was all of a sudden advertised. So when I got it, I started to learn how to play it. And this game is those types of mindless games where you play, you make money, you level up, and you get new things and you keep um, doing the same thing over and over again. I remember that night after getting the game of just telling my husband that, man, this game is like not even fun. It's not even um, entertaining. And it's kind of got like no point in it besides getting money and you get like nothing out of the game. But even though I told him that night, I stayed up a long time till like three or four in the morning playing it and I just didn't understand why I felt like I was in this trap I felt like I was um, being lured into doing these meaningless things that in the end provide nothing good for me even though I was really tired I thought this game would give me the rest that I wanted but at the end I felt more drained than I did before 
King Solomon struggled with loving foreign women. In the Bible, we learn that King Solomon, he was the wisest man. But even though he was the wisest, he failed God greatly because he had a divided heart. His heart was influenced from his love of foreign women, and God specifically warned his people not to intermarry with foreign people because they would drive God's people away from him. And that is exactly what happened to Solomon. These foreign women who became his wives and concubines distracted and drew Solomon away from God and made him follow their gods. These women influenced his behavior and actions as he began offering to these idols that they worshiped to, and eventually Solomon's kingdom was destroyed from this. Who are the gods or the idols in your life? Who are you building these places of worship for? Are you getting closer to God from these things, or do you find yourself getting farther away from him? In Romans 12 too, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Invest into the things of God so that you can be more like Jesus. Spend time reading more of the Bible because it helps you to understand what pleases God. Pray more. Find joy in resting in God. A lot of times, we push our time away from God to do other things. We think that these other things will give us rest, or we think that it'll make us happy. But God created us to worship Him and not these other things. We were created to be worshipers for Him and Him only. There is this one time when I invested a lot of time watching this Netflix show and I think it was called Riverdale and it was like in the summer I was up I was still in Chicago I just finished school and I was saving up money to go to Greece so I was working two part-time jobs at that time and um, I wasn't near my family a lot of my friends went back home for the summer so after my shifts, I would just be in my room and I would just watch a whole bunch of Netflix shows. And I remember binging on like a lot of episodes. I think I binged up to three seasons, which is so crazy. I don't recommend that because one, it made me really lazy. I'm someone where I love to binge and I just like go all into it and that is exactly what I did. Like I just binged. I just laid in my bed for like two whole days watching episode after episode. And yeah, it created me to be really lazy. It also made me lack reverence for God and his holiness. And it was also really easy to fall into sin and temptation. I thought Netflix was a time for me to rest and have some quiet time for myself but the more hours I spent watching these shows, I started to be worldly and think about impure thoughts. A lot of times these shows will advocate for um, a lot of provocative things. They'll have a lot of swear words, um, basically anything that is not godly at all. And I saw how that started to transform my mind. And I started to um, just go into this deep and dark hole. 
and not even be or act like a Christian, like how I'm supposed to be, which is really, which is really bad. So, um, yeah, it was just a really hard time for me. I wasn't near friends, so no one kept me accountable for these things. So I had to kind of step away from watching shows like that, especially episode after episode, because it was forming me to be someone who was lazy, who was not loving at all. Um, I had a lot of bad thoughts um, and I was really distant from the Lord. So I just wanted to share that story with you guys because that's just a time in my life when it was really real for me and temptation was really real. It's easy to fall into sin and temptation when you feel like you're far away from God, when you're not with your community that you're always with to keep you accountable. And that was where I was at um, during that time of my life. So yeah, I just uh, wanted to share that with you guys. And, you know, if you guys have any stories like that, too, please feel free to reach out to me, message me and let me know um, if any of that was relatable. But I just want to finish off with the tragic story of Smeagol. I know that this episode probably is so uh, sad, but um, before we go, I just like want to encourage all of you guys, you know, I know that Smeagol, he was mastered by this ring. And if you guys watch the series, you'll see that too. And he couldn't master it. At the end of the trilogy, the main characters, Frodo and his friend Sam, they take the ring up onto the mountain of doom and throw it down into the lake of fire. But before they could even throw it down, Smeagol appears and he wrestles the two to fight for this ring. And he ends up biting Frodo's finger that wore the ring. And finally, finally, Smeagol receives the ring. And he realizes that he has obtained the desire of his heart and his eyes, the ring, and he falls into the lake of fire with it. This chilling scene shows the tragic and unfortunate loss for Smeagol because he couldn't control himself. He couldn't control this desire and it led him to die with the lover of his heart. It was all a loss. It was all a loss. So evaluate the things that you spend the most time doing and think to yourself, if it is bringing you closer to God, that ultimately brings ultimate joy, or is it pulling you away from him and making you feel like a monster? Today, you have the choice to choose what you want to see, what you want to do, and even what you want to think. And if these things are not bringing you closer to God, but making you feel more distant, then maybe it's time to change some of these habits. It's time that we let go of these precious rings. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like to hear more content or upcoming announcements, make sure to follow my Instagram account at Hill City Podcast. If you love listening to this podcast or resonated with any of these episodes, you can leave a review down below or on any other podcast platforms. Make sure to tune into the next episode and I'll see you later.